Welcome to the Fantasy Finish Line Podcast, Episode 17, The Finish Line. He likes the feedback over there. This the feedback, yeah. feedback, feedback. <laughs> it's recursive so, fun. So welcome everybody here at the table. We have a special guest here this evening at the uh, Drink Five Podcast. It's Vince Foss. Hello, hello, sir, and of course Jason Evans, David Biggs here, uh, going on and on with all of our fantasy ramblings. Uh, some of which have brought us to fantasy championships, and hopefully for you guys as well. Of course, tonight we'll be talking about uh, player analysis and, and which players to pick up and play for what is, for most of you, going to be the, the final game of the fantasy season. I hope. I mean, those of you playing in Week 17, I am sorry. Well, there are some championships because to do. Your team will no longer be good in Week 17. There's some uh, leagues that do like 16 and 17 double championship weeks and, and some that... Uh, uh, but I think I agree with Jason that, in general, um, what people should do is stop is stop it at uh, week 16 because if you want to do the double do 15 do 13 14 and 15 16 because even week 16 is going to have some teams that might sit or pull players a little early if they already have uh, been seated etc so. we were very close to the Steelers being in that situation uh, for this week uh-huh. that would have been devastating for a lot of fantasy teams yeah, there's a lot of fantasy uh, teams out there that have Steelers players on them. As a fan of the Steelers, I'm I'm just fine with that. I won't personally thank uh, the Steelers for losing this week, but you know they, they didn't lose. It... <laughs> well, what what are we drinking tonight, guys? What what do we have in our glasses? The same thing, different thing. Uh, I'm currently drinking the beer that I believe I had a couple weeks ago on the show. So I may be cheating. I may not be cheating. It's the 2000 celebrate 2017 celebration ale from, uh, Sierra Nevada, fresh hop IPA. Um, I love the beer. It's my favorite seasonal beer. And, uh, yep. I definitely had it a couple weeks ago on the show, but that's okay. And the other one that we're drinking that you're drinking, Lagunitas sucks. Well, don't say bad things about Lagunitas, Vince. I hate it. No, it's, it's wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Uh, so some good ones. Uh, there's some bombers we may or may not break out. It depends on how quickly we're able to get through these beers. So we'll see. I, I'm certainly going to try to to knock a couple back after um, after a long Monday and Tuesday. But looking forward to the fantasy season in the postseason. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of commissioners also hold fantasy football playoffs championships. And Jason, I know you you hold one yourself. So if you could talk about maybe an elevator pitch or 30 seconds about how that works. Uh, sure. So what you get is nine players, and you do a draft the week between the end of the regular season and the playoffs. So you get a little bit more football, and then you have something to follow, something to root for for the rest of the year. Uh, you don't change anything on your team. You pick your guys, and that's it. So it's a great time. I've been able to really expand it. It scales up very well. If you are a commissioner and you want to run one, uh, you can really have a ton of people in it, and it's not that much more work. And you can check out um, MFL, My Fantasy League. Um, one of the sites I hate the most in the regular season is doing this for free in the postseason. So you can sign up a league there that would normally cost money um, to do it in the postseason. Because a lot of the traditional sites, Yahoo, and like we use Flea Flicker a lot now, ESPN, they don't have anything like this. 
Sure, and and hate it or not, you know, if it's available for free, then it's obviously a good tool for these sorts of things. And, oh, I love it at the moment because <laughs> it'll do it for me. And I do want to, you know, uh, maybe we'll have another show sometime in the off season about uh, about which sort of, uh, of fantasy sites are the best for various uh, reasons. And I think between all of us, we've probably been on all the sites, ESPN, Real-Time Sports, MFL, CBS, Flea Flicker, Yahoo. There's a lot of them out there. Some have been there since the beginning. Some have uh, come on recently, like NFL.com, who has their own uh, fantasy sports site. And, and if we're missing any, let us know. Well, we'll give them a try. Yeah, there's a, there's a whole lot of them. It's interesting. Uh, so Fantasy Championship Week. Uh, this is what a lot of us, uh, it's, it's kind of bread and butter for, for all of this after 16 weeks. You um, were studying football in August and watching week two preseason games just so you could be in this spot. Yeah, and some of us may not be in there because of draft decisions or because of uh, decisions that we've made throughout the season. Some of us may be in there because of other teams' poor decisions. That's fine. That's how it works <laughs> in competitive sports. That's how, yeah, that, even in regular sports, not fantasy sports. But the important thing is if you're listening here, you're either you're either really in tune because you're a, a better or uh, you know into the NFL in general, or you have some fantasy matchups that you need to win. So, uh, so moving right along here into uh, some news and updates from last week. I want to try and keep this focused on um, on fantasy players and what's the good and bad with them and and which of them. Uh, we should play or not play going forward. But before we do that, I do want to talk a little bit about the NFL itself and uh, some statistical anomalies or things that we find interesting that happened during the games last week. So let's start with a couple of items uh, that Jason always includes in his column called Statistically Insignificant. And, uh, and that's available on drink5.com. Uh, each week, of course, uh, it may or may not be available this next week, depending on how uh, busy Jason's holiday is. But but that's up to him. Uh, but yeah, it's you a, should write it on Monday, which is going to be Christmas morning. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Maybe Tuesday morning. This, when you get bored with your year. family, you can you can write some uh, articles up. <laughs> yep. So I loaded the rankings, which is very helpful. Here we go. Um, so one of the things that I uh, had a really good time with this week was watching Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, he has spawned memes already with his love that he has engendered in San Francisco. Uh, so he is 5-0 and as a starter. Dave, who is another quarterback who started 5-0? and Take a wild guess. Uh, Tom Brady. No, Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> He's the only other quarterback who started 5-0. and I think I Tom Brady started 0-1, didn't he? I Probably, I don't know. I mean, for regular season games, I have no idea. Well, that's that's a good record. I to just start know with. that Garoppolo, yeah, matched up with that. Uh, the the more impressive thing from the 49ers, though, has been Robbie Gold, who has made 15 field goals in the last three games. He has 48 of the team's 66 points. In I believe lives. he actually in in a you know meeting up with the team. He said before the Bears game, "Hey guys, I'm gonna just score every point. Hop on my back. I'll win this game." <laughs> it's situational, sure. right? Though, like they're putting him in uh, in a place to score because they're always driving down to like that 30 yard line, and then he can't finish it. Yes, Garoppolo has not proven that he can finish yet. That's definitely the case. 381 yards last week, only one touchdown, uh, but he keeps throwing for a lot of yardage, which means his receivers are producing, and that's a good thing. Yeah, uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Marquise Goodwin right now. Uh, he's definitely going to be in my lineup because I have a team uh, where 
Uh, a guy who had 100 receptions five years in a row, Antonio Brown, will be out now. So he stayed in the game long enough to get two catches. He has 101 catches on the year. Um, but unfortunately, uh, he will be out for the remainder of the season. He should be back by the playoffs. They said maybe. They say maybe, yeah. and I think that that maybe is a real maybe. Uh, calf injuries are pretty tough. It's not certainly a fake not. It, it's certainly not a. Well, it's <laughs> not a. It's not ways. a football talk. Ways. Maybe I think it's a legitimate maybe. Good luck with Goodwin, by the way, if you're planning on playing him this week because he goes up against the Jaguars. So that's a pretty bad matchup for a, a young well, quarterback and a, and a newly I minted he wide will score receiver. More points than Antonio Brown. I'm just saying that like you, you should keep your uh, expectations in check uh, going sure, up. Well, against we can the run around my lineups later if you want. That would be awesome. I would like to hear everyone's opinion on it. Um, so, yeah, the Jaguars, as we were saying, are going to have their 51 uh, league-leaning 51 sacks uh, playing this week, the 49ers. But the reason why I kind of bring up the Jaguars is because um, they're sort of the only team that I see, other than the Steelers, that has any chance of beating the Patriots. Teams that can beat the Patriots are going to have to uh, play man defense and they're going to have to rush the quarterback very well. And the Jaguars do both of that maybe better than anybody in the league. We saw Miami able to do that against uh, the Patriots. So Miami made the blueprint, showed everyone how to beat the Patriots right now. And um, I think that, you know, someone, please, someone use that in the playoffs and knock out the effing Patriots. I think the Chiefs are ready to do it again. They, you know, in the air. one of the cool things that was pointing out, pointed out on the score that today when I was listening is that the possible matchups are going to be the Jaguars in Pittsburgh, where the Jaguars won, and the Kansas City Chiefs in Foxborough, where the Chiefs won. That could be like the division weekend for the NFL. That could be very good. Um, so, yeah, I look forward to the real playoffs uh, after the conclusion of the fantasy playoffs. Uh, we've got our fantasy monster, uh, Todd Gurley. He's scoring 20 points a game. Nobody's even close to him. Uh, the only guy who's in his neighborhood is Ezekiel Elliott, who does come back this week. But he plays... The Seahawks. So you got to wonder, are the Seahawks going to be uh, fixing things and wanting revenge? Or uh, are the Seahawks the team that just got destroyed last week? I mean, they're right on the cusp of not making the playoffs, so I'm sure... Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's going to be ride and die right now. Yep, so the NFC mantle has been not passed because that was no friendly uh, exchange that they had. That was ripped from the grasp of the Seahawks. The Rams are firmly in control of that division now. Uh, they are clearly the team to beat, you know, even next year and the year after. Todd Gurley is like 23. Jared Goff is really young. Their whole team is very young. Um, and their coach is super young. Like, they have one of the best setups in the league right now. They're all younger than us. That's sad. Yes, the, like everybody in that locker room is young than us at this point. Maybe the kicker. No, Ger- Greg's their line is young, too. Uh, to the to youth and the L.A. Rams. <laughs> Uh, so to gush about the Jaguars just a little bit more, they were 74-14 and 14 over the last two games um, against the Texans. So that's week one of this season when they sort of introduced themselves on the scene and beat the crap out of the Texans in their own building, in the Texans' own building. And then this week when they clinched the playoffs, they, um, they uh, you know, what was it, 45-7? to 7? Like, that game was insane. So, uh, we had t- touchdowns from Jaden Mickens, Tommy Bohannon, and Keelan Cole. And Keelan Cole is maybe the only fantasy-relevant player there. Um, but especially since Marquise Lee has gone down, 
Uh, and he will, is not expected back to the playoffs as well, right? Um, you know, Keelan Cole is going to be a good pickup this week. Definitely. Yeah, there's a number of Jacksonville receivers. Uh, you said that they weren't fantasy relevant. I kind of object to that, but we'll talk about that in a little bit too. Um, certainly, Cole is uh, is well, highlighting. Well, is like a fullback. I don't. I mean, he had two carries for two touchdowns. Well, I'm talking about D.D. Westbrook uh, and uh, another guy on the team. But yes, uh, well, yeah. In general, Cole is going to be that. No, I meant the guys who I was mentioning are not going to be fantasy relevant. Jaden Mickens and Tommy Wohannon. Could be the case. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I kind of got some flack on Reddit when I posted this article uh, because they were claiming that they weren't insignificant enough. Like, those were all big, important stats. So I dug up a special one just for the guys on Reddit. Um, so on Thursday night's game, we had a whole bunch of points from Brock Osweiler and the Denver Broncos, who won the game, um, but they helped the fewest number of fantasy players possible. Brock Osweiler, 1% owned in Yahoo Leagues, had a rushing touchdown, and two passing touchdowns, one to Cody Latimer, owned in 0% of leagues, and one from to Jeff Hewerman, who is also owned in 0% of leagues. Um, so I love when, you know, I actually don't love it, but whenever there's a touchdown like this, it's like, oh, that helps no one. But this truly helps no one at all. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, you know, check out our column, my column every week. Uh, I, will, I will post another one for Week 16 uh, because, you know, I'll either need – to escape from losing a bunch of championships or celebrate them. So well, there, we'll there he goes. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, that's that's terrific, and uh, it is a is a great column. Uh, I encourage you to go back and check out some other stats from previous weeks if you are so inclined. Uh, historically, as uh, some of you are out there, news and updates from Week 15 in general. Jesse James almost won home field advantage for the Steelers on that last possession, uh, but it was ruled the catch didn't survive the ground. So I'm curious about everyone's feelings here. Uh, I know, uh, Jason, you think that that rule is pretty much wrapped up. Vince, I think you're on the opposite side of that. So guys, give me a little tit for tat on this. Do you want to go first or would you like me to? I Okay, so my point is that it's not a super hard rule to understand. It's a very hard rule. <laughs> Do you think that you need to be like a lawyer to understand it? I've read the rule book since that play. Okay. And it's it's just like words. It's words that mean nothing. Okay, then let me let me then just say what I saw on the play. Okay. When I saw the play and they showed the first replay, the first thing I saw was, well the ball moved when he hit the ground and if the ground like if he if he doesn't have control of it when it moves, then they're not going to give him the catch. Because the ground, you know, if there was no ground, then the ball would have just fallen forever. Okay, so what I saw is that he jumped. It. He jumped, so he was in the air the whole time, making the catch. He was not like planted on his feet. He was not in control. He was falling down essentially, like cutting back to ca- and catching the ball, pulling it into his body, and then when he hit the ground, like the ball, he did not have control of the ball for like you know a millisecond, right? But it was it was obvious in the replay that for that millisecond he didn't have control of the ball. Since he was still a receiver and had not caught and was not running the ball, uh, you know, if well, you are get, falling to the ground, then you have to get back up. Let's get Vince's uh, side of the story. So as a Detroit, which we all learned <laughs> as a Detroit Lions fan, right? Calvin Johnson taught me in school. Calvin Johnson taught me. <laughs> he, go, he goes to all the schools in Detroit now. Yeah, and when tells te- them teaches what all the kids about the, about the rule. When you yeah. catch a ball and you, and you turn. <laughs> 
to lay it out. After you've caught the ball, you've landed, you turn. He put the ball on the ground. They're like, it's not a catch. When you say and when you say hold, catch the ball and landed, is on. he on two feet he and had, upright, or is he falling to the he's, ground? He's to the ground. His knees are on the ground. His knees act as his feet on the ground right so there. So Jesse James okay, had a leg on. and a knee on the so ground. a yeah. leg and a knee. He turned to extend over the end zone. He turned into the end zone. So what I was told... But when I went to the draft a few years ago, and they, of course, saw me in my Detroit gear and got me under the hood. The referees got me under the hood. And they're like, I got to play a perfect play for you to watch. Did they really do oh, that? Yep. And it was That's the Calvin great. Johnson play. You're like, no. In fact, he gave me a rule book to take home. He gave me the rule book to take home. And I'm like, I still don't understand it. And the thing was, his thing, what he said to me, he said, had Calvin Johnson been outside of the end zone, had he been outside of the end zone and went into the end zone, the football move was going into the end zone. And that's the reason why it's not a catch. He explained to me that it did not become a catch. So, so you're saying the that in in being on the ground with two like a foot he's and down. a knee or whatever, yeah, he's down. and then moving into the end zone he across the end zone, even in. if the ball then then does come he loose, becomes the running back. Then he's then he's already crossed the in. plane after being and the in. ground can't cause a fumble. Right. Even though he never when got you're touched. a running back, yes. but he became the running back. But Jason's saying that um, that if the if the ball comes out while you're in the process of catching it in in the falling process, the, that the, it's not an incomplete yes. pass. In the general. replay I saw was that he lost it after because he was holding it. When I, he I do still think this is confusing to a lot of people. Here's He's motion. No, I I swear to God, I muted my computer before I turned that shit out. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. You're just watching football over there. That's I wanted to watch the, the replay. <laughs> well, I don't want to spend too much time on this, yes. but it's clear that there are still multiple opinions on on all of this. There's still some very controversy much so. surrounding very much it. So. So, it is not something that's in concrete. I was told uh, one thing, and like when that happened again, it was a different rule. My whole point, which is true in anything, I'm talking about fantasy football or in, in life or employment or in a game, uh, as long as it's judged the same and it's a rule that makes sense, then it's okay across the board for yes. everything. I, I just I'm I'm this is a case in point here that that it, it still doesn't make sense for everybody across the board. That's all I'm saying. There's many things that yeah don't make sense. In well, the football that's league. a whole other podcast where we talk about rules <laughs> that like There's you know. New one. <laughs> that, that's actually a pretty good idea though to talk about that. Yeah, criticize uh, the NFL's rule. Well, anyway, I, I I kind of agree with both of your opinions because I can see both of them. I just I know that in that particular week last week for example there were a couple of uh, of plays that happened like that and over the course of the season and last season uh, and some of them are judged inconsistently and that's what I don't like just the inconsistency of the judging of well the yeah I mean the Geronimo Allison fumble followed immediately uh, the next uh, set of games by a Jimmy Graham fumble and apparently Michael Crabtree had like the same thing yeah and all these plays are getting called. They, they look the exact same. They're getting called differently. Right, exactly my yeah. point. As long, it has to be a rule that everyone understands and, and judges the same, and that's not what's currently What they happening. were supposed to do by centralizing the replay was avoid this. I know, and it seems I know. Like it's become a larger thing. It's weird, isn't it? Like they, they, they took steps to correct it, and it's not working. Right. <laughs> the, the actual, I, I feel like the definition of a football move is uh, something the referees can say to. Change a call that they did not like the first time they called. Yeah, it's a their, lot of calls it's their are, ability to. Yeah, just, it's their ability. To, yeah, exactly. And you're gonna just have an interpretation, and that's what you're gonna have to go with. That's and why all the fans I are, wish, like, are fixed. I mean, it, be careful what you wish for, right? We all wanted replay ten years ago, fifteen years ago, <laughs> but you didn't think that it would become so ticky tacky that 
it's it's just a normal thing week to week to somebody scores a touchdown and unless it's the most obvious touchdown ever, you know, you just sit there and wait and go, okay, well, they're going to review it. Let's find out in super slow-mo if it was a touchdown. Yeah, my whole thing watching that replay was just if, if it was a um, – if he crossed the plane or not. I'm like, he yeah. clearly crossed the plane. So they kept showing it. I had the volume down low, and I'm like, all right. And then all of a sudden it was incomplete. It was weird. Okay. It, well, let's, know, let's, let's put the kibosh on this, but I wanted to bring it up to show that it is – we need to yell about the touchback rule, too. It is still a controversy. <laughs> These rules are a problem, and they affect people. You know, and Jesse James was someone who was started in some leagues – uh, certainly, this is more of an NFL concern, but it still is a Roethlisberger, yeah. Jesse James touchdown that didn't happen. It probably uh, let a lot of people that could have gone into the playoffs didn't didn't get there in that championship game because it, of that. It, it probably was interpreted and applied incorrectly, but I, I still think that the rule itself. I know what you think. Is, I know what he thinks. Easy we're, to we're not gonna. We're not gonna. And I think that it hurts. When the announcers are saying, "Oh, this is so complicated. I don't know what it is anymore." Well, we're not we're not going to settle this tonight, and obviously there are still more than one viewpoint on it. So, right. I, so fair enough. Uh, Aaron Rodgers came back. Let's give him a, a round of applause. Yeah. Yeah, All right. he, he helped me out. And then he sure. left again. Now he's on IR. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Aaron Rodgers shouldn't have come back. I don't think, especially not in this game against the Panthers, where they were already behind on their chances to make it to the playoffs, and the Panthers are a tough team. And Rodgers took a beating, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, he got sacked three times, and his interceptions were all uh, basically underthrows, which is pretty rare for him. But the three touchdowns gave a lot of points to fantasy owners. Absolutely. Yes, it did. And so because of and those players start that Cobb. did pick up Aaron Rodgers, a lot of those players, having uh, you know looked at the forums and communicating with some of our listeners, etc., kept Aaron Rodgers on their uh, fantasy lineup coming back and ditched their other quarterback. So now what do Perhaps. they do? Uh, well, you may not have in all of your leagues, for example, but a lot of people did. So if you only have Rodgers now on IR and you're sitting here on the waiver wire wondering who to pick up at quarterback, then who are those guys that you could pick up with Brett Huntley back in? Uh, is Huntley an option? Uh, or who else is out there that's uh, that's a reasonable grab that, that you would start this week? I thought Huntley was pretty good before. I mean, he was bad starting, but... Huntley right. in certain matchups, I think, played pretty well yeah. and put up good fantasy numbers. But this week they're going to be playing Minnesota. Uh, look to the other side of the ball. Case Keenum is going to be a good pickup this week. And I like Nick Foles, too. He plays Oakland. So Case Keenum is going to be playing against um, uh, against the Packers, who clearly can't stop many people in the passing game. Sure. And then you've got um, Nick Foles, who's playing Oakland. We know, we know all about how bad Oakland's defense is. Um, and... Not that you can pick them up, but it really seems like playing anybody against Atlanta lately uh, is going to get lots of fourth-quarter points because Atlanta's fourth-quarter defense just runs out of gas. Yeah, but that's Drew Brees this week, no? And that'll be Drew Brees. Obviously, you're not going to be picking up Drew Brees. So let me tell you guys about some quarterbacks that are uh, 50% or less owned in Yahoo leagues that you could pick up probably off the waiver wire. Andy Dalton versus Detroit. Thoughts on him? Go. Yeah, I mean, no? <laughs> I, I don't want to go on that one because as a Detroit fan, I like to think our defense is so stingy. So and, stingy. You know, it would be such a Bengals and Lions thing for the uh, Bengals to win this week by like, you know, 35 to 21 or something like and that. And they'll be up 35 to 7 before the Lions come back. Exactly, the exactly. Yes. The Lions will yes. charge back. My favorite uh, guys to pick up uh, because of this situation are Eli Manning against Arizona. Uh, 33% owned. He had a great game last week, and he showed that you know he's trying to, to, to basically put it all out there in case 
worst comes to worst, and he's he's gone from the Giants, he needs to to put an extra bullet on uh, on his resume to get picked up by another team. I suppose there's no reason for his team to run the ball, so he might as well throw it 57 times. Again. And Nick Foles, uh, who who did really well uh, playing against Oakland, who's probably the worst defense in the league right now. Uh, he's only owned in 29% of leagues, so both are probably able to be picked up uh, in most leagues. And if they're not, if if they're not because those guys were already picked up last week and started, for example. Or if you're in a really deep league. Then we do have Flacco versus Indianapolis. Yeah, he put a, he, he's played well the last three weeks. And Jay Cutler versus Kansas City. And so I want you to talk <laughs> about those four quarterbacks. Um, the two at the bottom that are probably available in any league. And the two at the top... Uh, so so let me know who's who's your favorite out of both Vince, those two I groups. think we can agree no Cutler. See the thing with Cutler's weird. He it's he doesn't care. He can come out be awesome. He Brett. doesn't care. Yeah, he scored 22 points versus New England and then 8 versus Buffalo, he but he just doesn't care. That's because the Buffalo game was uh it He's was the don't care bear. <laughs> well, most of these guys don't care about your fantasy squad. Let's be I honest. would rather well, start I'm just saying himself. Trubisky. He doesn't care about himself. Trubisky's playing Cleveland. That's not a bad matchup. You I would rather start You should never start Trubisky over Jay football. Cutler. All right, I think Trubisky is becoming a better quarterback. I think the last time I was on this last season, I made a bold prediction. I'm going to say it again. Cleveland beats Chicago. Cleveland wins the game that I'm predicting. Did they win last year? Last year, uh, last year no, in San Diego. San Diego, they played. they played. San Diego. You mean to cause Cleveland to not be 0-16? Not to be 0-16. They beat Chicago this week. All right, let's move forward. How about Blake Bortles? He's been putting up numbers. Uh, he was a waiver wire pickup last week, but he was already owned in 50% of leagues, and now he's probably owned in more. December has been awesome for Bortles, uh, and he doesn't look to be stopping anytime soon. You guys' thoughts on the Jacksonville offense and like Blake em. Bortles? I like him. Yeah, I mean they did play Tennessee last or uh, Houston last week, who was really bad. Sure, but all, but San all Francisco's the games not going to be good. great. Yeah. They're playing at home, so this is West Coast team going to the East Coast playing at noon. This is usually a really tough thing for the West Coast teams to do. Right. That's why a lot of teams will stay out on the East Coast for a whole week in between games. San Francisco was home last week, so they don't have a chance to do that. Um, one guy who is not on your list, who is not technically a starter yet, so he doesn't belong on the list maybe, but if Brock Osweiler does start, which we may not know until the end of the week, I think that he's a good start. They're playing Washington. Washington stinks. Uh, Brock Osweiler you know, came out with a bang last week. I think he can carry it for at least another game. He's just one of those guys that I, I have on my list of like never starts, like a, you know, like never nude. Like uh, like a Jay Cutler? Don't ever do it. <laughs> well, you know, we're, we're digging at the bottom of the barrel right now. No, I, I, I agree with you. Uh, let's let's just keep uh, piling them on. So talking about uh, 40 to zero, that's the score before Seattle scored a single touchdown against the Rams. 40 to zero. And then it was 40 to seven. And why were they even still on the field because there's no slaughter rule in football? <laughs> so um, uh, Graham, Baldwin, Wilson all struggling to provide their fantasy owners with any kinds of points. Uh, I want your prognosis on the on the Rams and Seahawks players and your favorites from them. Now, not including Gurley, I'm not including Baldwin, Russell Wilson, Jared Goff. Give me some uh, some some players on those teams that you guys think will do well over over the next week uh, that are not the big names. Well, the one name you didn't mention that I get to say since I'll go first is Cooper Cup. Um, I, I like who Cup. didn't have a good week last week. I know, but uh, even though they were winning, they won like fifty Tennessee. to seven. It was a running game. It was all Todd Gurley. None yeah. of the wide receivers had a very good game. I would imagine. Uh, and now Robert Woods is back, so there's three receivers there in addition to Todd Gurley. There's a lot of mouths to feed, and uh, you know Jared Goff is not a number one quarterback yet, where he's going to be, you know, getting production to everybody. That being said, they play Tennessee rather than Seattle. 
Uh, I'm sure going into the Seattle game, they were hesitant hesitant to throw the ball against them, and that's why they ran the ball so much. And that's it, since it worked, they stuck with it Goff, because that's Goff what is, smart coaches do. Goff is funny. The coach and the offensive coordinator have done really well with him because he's had games over the past two weeks where he threw for less than 200 yards, uh, two touchdowns or less. But he's had games this season uh, where he threw over 300 yards, multiple games, three games, in fact. Yeah. He's had games where he threw over three touchdowns, three games, in fact. So uh, they're, they're changing up their game scheme based on the opponent, which is they're trying to be the Patriots. And, and what connects the Patriots to the Rams? Um. Who I don't know. McVay is, is not from the Patriots. <laughs> I'm, I'm asking. Oh, I thought, you, I thought was, I was. We both said McVay. I'm like, is it a McVay thing? I don't know. <laughs> You're uh, like McVay went it's to. Not McVay. It's not even uh, Belichick's uh, not even second cousin's birthday party. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But uh, the other fun stat of the it's day. Sammy is Watkins that, was in the same division with the Patriots. There you go. That's what it there is. You go. He told One of the, the fun stats is that <laughs> all three of Jeff Fisher's quarterbacks from last year are going to be starting in the playoffs this year. Oh, yeah. Case Keenum, he just Nick Foles, and Cooper, and uh, not Cooper, but Jared Goff. So you mentioned Cooper Cup. He had uh, uh, two of three targets for 21 yards. He only had three targets. He caught two of three. He was fine, just not targeted very much based on the scheme, just like you said. Uh, in past games, he's done very well playing against Tennessee. If they're not up right away and they're not just running the ball with Gurley, then I do expect him to have a good game. So, so yeah, Tennessee gives up the tenth most points to opposing wide receivers. Um, you know, I, I'm not really worried about it. I, I do think that this is probably also a case of uh, Cooper Cup probably didn't play much in the fourth quarter. That's one of the cases for Gurley's MVP. Actually, they were running down four different games when he missed like a half or a quarter because they were doing so well. Uh, let's talk about the Panthers. Newton and Olsen are back to their old tricks. Will those guys be big forces in fantasy championship games? Vince, do you think that uh, that Olsen and Newton will just continue to tear it up? They'll be good. I mean, they'll be good. Well, we don't need to talk about like what's going on in the postseason so much. It's really just about the Week 16 matchup. It's, it's this week. I, I do think that it could uh, be an up-and-down kind of thing. I don't ever see a lot of consistency from Cam Newton. Like, his fantasy points are high. The way he gets them is always different. But that doesn't matter. Last week he threw four touchdowns. This week he might run. Sure, Cam Newton, you start him, of course. But It's like Russell Wilson. There was a point where we weren't starting him this year. Sure, that's true. But is Greg Olson a a good start this week? I think you have to start him, but I don't think that he is at all like a shoe-in for what he did last week. Well, last week is going to be tough. But but he's obviously uh, healthy. He's obviously a number one tight end. Now, whether you rank him at one or ten, um, as far as like the, the experts ranking, that's what we're supposed to do. You have him in, in tier one, he's a one or a ten. In tight ends, a one is a difference between Travis Kelsey and Rob Gronkowski. Well, if we're going to tier them, I would give him like a third tier. Well, I, okay, I don't mean tier. I just mean uh, uh, that top ten or second ten or whatever. Sure. It means he's going to start on your team unless you have somebody better than him in that top ten. You probably don't. If you picked him back up to play and you actually played him last week, there, there's not a lot of risk that you want to put in on the championship games, right? At least in my opinion. I agree. You no, don't, don't want to suddenly throw out three of your guys and then put other people in you think might do well. Like, no one's taking out Greg Olson putting in Ricky Seals-Jones. At least I hope you don't. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I In a league last week, I had three Packers in. I'm going to take them all out this week. Yeah, well, there's a quarterback change. You only had them in because of Rodgers. I know. 
I started Rogers, Williams, and Cobb, and Williams didn't do anything. But so you're taking Rogers out this week. That's I'm weird. taking Rogers out, of course. You're lucky you didn't have I'm Jordy not Nelson. Have Cobb in. I would not start. I, I don't think I started him last week. Well, I don't think Jordy Nelson is a force in fantasy any longer. I, I think, think we. I, I think thought we he mentioned only it last because... week as well. Don't start him. Yep. yep. Why do you think that? Because he because just doesn't done. look right. He's yeah, done. He just doesn't look right. I, okay, I didn't know, and I wasn't listening to you. Like I didn't. I don't hear. know that he's done, but. Look, I thought maybe he did because maybe he didn't bad. heal correctly from his last injury. I think he's. I don't know. I think he's fading. Maybe there now. was something to Martellus Bennett's stupid tirade about the injuries. Well, I just think he's <laughs> he's fading now as far as the fantasy football play. Uh, I don't think that Jordy Nelson is a guy anymore that is an every week WR one. In fact, I think he's more like a WR three. Next year we'll find out. But I think he'll be an older veteran wide receiver that's teaching people rather than leading by example now. Okay. And that's that's what I think. But Aaron Rodgers wasn't in for half the season, so maybe it was just him not having enough first-team reps with Rodgers. It's just that he has before come back uh, from injury, or Rodgers has come back from injury, and he just immediately threw the ball to Jordy Nelson. So It's true. It's true. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we'll, we'll uh, go back on. this time if he had the arm strength to do it. To talk about the Browns, they were trending up. Uh, your brother, actually, Sean, trending up. was absolutely. In what way? Absolutely, they were. The The Browns were scoring points. Kaiser was doing really well. Josh Gordon was just coming on. Oh, yeah. Isaiah Crowell and Duke Johnson were scoring points. But uh, the immaturity of Kaiser as a as a brand-new quarterback, uh, the difficulty they're having there with the coaching and management, and the lack of really, um, really good wide receiver uh, or receiving talent in general, besides Josh Gordon, who's just getting peppered with targets and not doing anything with them, uh, is is tough, and it's what showed against the Baltimore Ravens defense. So, I mean, they only put up 10 points. There's probably no trust in the Browns fantasy players moving forward, right? This last month, there was starting to be trust in some of those guys. I, I wouldn't have minded starting Isaiah Crowell or Josh Gordon or even Deshaun Kaiser in a two-quarterback league. He had some good games. But yeah. now that's all over, right? I mean, you know, the Josh Brown, uh, you know, it, it's not happening there anymore. Uh, I Josh would Gordon. start him this week against the Bears. Um, although Vince here does predict, as he said earlier, that the Bears will uh, lose to the Browns. Well, look, see, this so is what, in what capacity is that going to happen? For well, this is Browns? what I'm talking about. Could it be that the Ravens were just a really good defense against them in their division, and that they're going to come back and then play, play their asses off and, and score a bunch of points? Sure, it could be that way. Now, this is what I'm asking. Are these guys trustable in Week 16 because they just had a bad matchup, or do you pull all Cleveland Browns from your uh, team, even though they may have gotten you past the hump? I think they're going to keep feeding the ball to Josh Gordon, at least. So do I. And you're going to get some points with him. Um, Deshaun Kaiser, I don't know because he's got to give it to other people. I don't know what to do with the quarterback situation. Right. But as long as Josh Gordon gets some points, it should be good. Okay. I mean, I think Josh Gordon's a good play this week. I think the Bears are playing to not lose a game to save John Fox's job, not to try. You mean the players to save his job? No, no. I think all the play calling. The play calling. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Okay. I feel like the Bears are sitting there idle trying to not lose games, and I think Josh Gordon They've been coaching that way all year long. Because John Fox is one of they played out to their competition. I totally I like. I'm not gonna say like, oh no, there's no way the Bears lose this week. Like, I could totally. I just don't think. I don't think it's gonna happen. I think that the Browns are finally gonna go 0 and 16, or maybe they win next week. <laughs> I think the guaranteed the points are with, with start. Josh Who's Gordon. the backup? Who's the backup quarterback in Pittsburgh? 
Oh, Josh Dobbs is a, is a rookie that they drafted. Uh, yeah, maybe he gets a look against Cleveland. Yeah, it's possible. You know? If it doesn't matter, yes. It, I, it would actually be a really smart move uh, of Tomlin to do that because if his team gets upset with the seconds and nobody cares, but if Cleveland plays hard enough to upset the Steelers in Week 17 with their starters, that could like really mess with your head going into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it depends if they have anything to play for or not. That's all. If they have something to play for, then they'll be fine. Yeah. But if they have nothing to play for and they put their starters in, I think that's a really bad move if the Browns are 0-15. Yeah, you're talking about carrying the flag and like, does it upset the, the spirit within you kind of thing. Right, yeah. right. That's that's true. That's, that's always true in sports. Uh, real quickly, let's touch on a couple of these teams. So I'm just going to direct one to one of you guys, and you let me know what, what players you think are, are going to be shining beacons of light in Week 16. Again, let's avoid the really obvious ones and just try to uh, touch on some guys that you think might might come out. Um, so the Vikings, Jason, let's talk about the Vikings versus Green Bay. Um, now, excluding... Uh, 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 Adam Thielen, who is, has really put himself in a, in, a, in a good light as one of the best receivers in football this year. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's talk about what guys on that team you, you would play in this matchup. I think the Vikings are going to light it up. It's a start all your Vikings, sit all your Packers kind of game. I like Case Keenum. He's probably one of the best waiver pickups if you can snag him this week. If you need that starting quarterback. So talk about the, the running backs, so Latavius Murray Latavius and Jarek Murray, McKinnon. Jarek McKinnon. I think that... Which one's the better play? I still like McKinnon a lot, uh, but I, I will admit that I'm biased against Murray for whatever reason. Um, so I I, I I like the guys who can catch the ball. And but you, but know you what? think McKinnon any of them are going to... McKinnon gets a lot of carries in the goal line, too. You think they're all going to do well, but McKinnon probably a little better? Uh, yeah, I think there's no reason to sit. Mo- like I think you're starting Stephon Diggs for sure. I think if... if you have Murray and McKinnon, especially if you're in a PPR with McKinnon. Uh, you know, I, I don't know that you're going to have a lot of players above them to sit, so that you can sit them. No, probably not. So and good then with the Packers. Like, hell, I even like the Vikings defense. Like, the Packers may not score more than seven points in this game. Oh yeah, I've got the Vikings defense. It's a primetime game. It's like an island game. The Vikings are going to be freaking fired up. This is in Minnesota, right? Um, so you know. It's probably a game where the Vikings are going to have a lot on the line, and the Packers now have nothing. It's Sounds actually good. in Green Bay. It's, it's in, in Green Bay. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. So I, Vince, still, I think the Vikings are going to clean house. Let's talk about the um, let's talk about the Forty Niners. Um, are they up against Denver, or is that the Redskins? Forty Niners are playing. Uh, are playing Jacksonville. The Redskins are playing. Okay, Redskins. Let's talk about the Redskins versus Denver. I know you're a, you're a big fan of Kirk Cousins. Haven't gone to Michigan State. Uh, <laughs> he's a big Michigan State guy. So let's talk about um, the Redskins offensive players. They've lost a couple throughout the season. Uh, who's going to do well versus Denver? Who such a great defense? Who has been has been kind of just lacking in general offensively and defensively over the past let's say six to eight weeks. So Denver's been lacking defensively as well. Uh, honestly, I don't know. Um, I like Kirk Cousins still. I I feel like he's got to have a job. Well, he's starting. he's thrown to Jameson Crowder, who is fast becoming their number one target now. Josh Doxson, who's still out there. Obviously, Terrell Pryor is uh, he's gone for the year, and they have uh, Samaje P. Ryan the as the running back. So, of any of those guys, who who do you think you would start or sit this particular week? I probably would sit them all. 
the Redskins. Sit the Redskins versus Denver. Okay. Sit I think the Redskins. Crowder maybe, but Be, well, you know what? They got to keep Tlaib. The Denver defense is. I I would is always say that stuff. I would always say that with with uh, Jared. I mean, with I'm um, sorry. With uh, they're above average. They've lost their sharp edges. I, I was always saying Vernon Davis. <laughs> I was always saying Vernon Davis. Now that now that um, Jordan Reed Jordan Reed was out, yeah. but like. He's, I don't know, man. No, I like that call, but the, the problem Redskins is... themselves haven't, I mean, they barely beat Arizona. Vernon Davis hasn't been stepping up where he did. Arizona with no quarterback. It's probably because of his age, really. With Vernon Davis is an older tight end, um, and he, he's been doing well in the past when they needed him to step up. But there's a point where you can only go so far. I think Vernon Davis is reaching that point. Um, so, so I'm with you. Vince, to be fair, Arizona's been playing the entire season without a quarterback and a running back. Hey, man. <laughs> well, we talked briefly about the 49ers versus Jacksonville. I'll go over that real quick in my opinion. I do like Jimmy Garoppolo. I think that he has a chance to be a really great quarterback in this league. I, that's obvious. A start with 5-0. and uh, You said only one other quarterback has done that in the past. They are playing the best team in uh, passing defense in the league. Jacksonville has no reason to let up. Uh, so I don't think you start Garoppolo. I don't think you start anybody on that team personally. And if you're going to, perhaps Goodwin, who has Olympic, perhaps Goodwin, who has Olympic speed, can can <laughs> can get one of those breakaway passes. But if he doesn't, then he's going to give you poor numbers. He yeah. has to get like that 60 yard touchdown or that 40 yard pass. He, you know, it's funny. He has Olympic speed, but he hasn't scored like an Olympic speed touchdown yet. Mm-hmm. I saw the chart today for the five fastest uh, touchdowns in the league this year. Four of them were Tyreek Hill. One of them, Robbie Anderson. Well, you know, once, oh, you, yeah. once you have the ball in your hand, it's different from just running. I love the next-gen stat. Like, they put the trackers in their uh, in their gear, and they find out how fast they run. I thought he was like, going to say the they, they, just, awesome. they do surgery and put them inside of their hearts. Like, you've, you've been injected. The NFL is inside of you now. Everyone's, everyone who's <laughs> blown an ACL now has a tracker de- tracking device in their knee. Fair enough. Side note, I was just uh, looking into the Redskins-Broncos uh, game. They're $4 tickets in case anybody's listening. $4? The, $4. Is that, is that game in Washington? <laughs> I think it's in Washington, yes. I'm fairly certain you can get $4 tickets to the game here in Chicago as well. Yeah, I'm just saying $4 Anybody for an NFL Anybody want to go hang out? Want to go to Soldier Field on when Christmas Eve? When your beers and your any food costs more than the ticket, that's just a good day. Well, uh. yeah. I mean, getting there, the gas getting there costs more. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, let's uh, move forward with uh, Jason. Your your thoughts on uh, Cowboys versus Seattle? Let's be quick on these last two guys. Well, Ezekiel Elliott is going to be coming back. So those of you who have ridden Alfred Morris into the playoffs, uh, it's a shame. It's not going to work out for you anymore. Um, hopefully, you have Ezekiel Elliott as a backup. Mm-hmm. That would be a convenient situation. Since the breaks, right? Yeah. So can you hear us, Vince? I. Oops, sorry, guys. We'll talk about some feedback. I almost answered that. <laughs> I almost answered that. Vince is like, yes, I can hear you. It's fine. <laughs> uh, all I have to say is Ezekiel Elliott. Todd Gurley crushed the Seattle Seahawks last week. I think Zeke can do the same thing. Um, so the important thing is is Morris and Smith are relegated out uh, because Ezekiel is going to be the number one guy, right? I am almost certain that Morris will barely see the field. But, Smith might well, still what about, get rotated what about, in a little. What about Bryant and uh, what about Dak and what about um, um, Witten? What do you got? What do you think about those for Seattle? Maybe Witten, but you know he's he's only getting like two catches a game in the last three or four games. It's not a situation that you want to be riding into the fantasy championship a situation like that i would be okay with 
taking a, you know, going to the waiver wire and taking a chance on somebody. Man, tight end flyers are so tough, aren't they? Yeah, but when you have a tight end who's not doing anything, even if he does well, you're only going to miss out on 12 points. Yeah. So I think you go with a flyer instead of Jason Witten. Okay, let's move on to Titans versus the uh, versus the Rams. We saw what the Rams did to Seattle. Uh, are the Titans going to be okay? Are they exempt from this somehow? Is this a different kind of game? Uh, do you think that that Mariota and uh, and and Corey Davis and Eric Decker uh, do, are these guys going to be guys to do okay, or do you kind of sit the the Titans? Sit the Titans. I think the Rams are just. Ever since that that uh, Minnesota game, I feel yeah. like when everybody jumped on the uh, the Rams bandwagon, the Minnesota proved them otherwise. Yeah, Minnesota, you know, beat the crap out. But of But I them. think the Rams are the team. <laughs> I think I think. Uh, what about the Panthers? The Panthers have beaten uh, the Vikings. Panthers did beat, beat the Vikings. Ah. Yeah. Well, no team is uh, is you know immutable or whatever. Like no team is. Uh, I just don't think anybody in Tennessee does anything special. Fair enough. I know. I know. Jason has said I, before. I, I think that it's the coaching staff that's very unremarkable. There are some remarkable players on their team that they are just wasting away. Walker, Mariota, Henry. Those guys are all. Walker those, guys, those guys all could be Pro Bowl players. Some of our favorites. Um, some of our favorite news sites that we go to to get the up to the minute information have all uh, mentioned the fact that the coaching staff may be holding back the Titans. And uh, I, I don't think I disagree that the conventional conservative play calling on a team that should be something much more than that is not working for they, them. They should have an explosive team. It's not working. They drafted Corey Coleman how high? Davis. Five? Corey, yeah, Davis. Fifth overall? I like Corey like Davis still. Because like Davis him. is a good receiver, but they're not they're not using these guys in the situations that they yeah, need to use them They're throwing the ball to Corey Davis at, on the first down line. Yeah, and they're doing things like, you know, they have uh, they have a running back and he's a veteran, but they have Derrick Henry who's better. They're not putting him in. They're not getting him involved. They could totally work a two-headed, like, monster on that running game. It's just not That's working. That's fine. Murray is showing that he's not... He has a little life left in his legs, but he's on a team that is going to get the box stacked against him because they know that every week the Titans come with an uncreative passing game. Yep, that's exactly right. So if the Titans need to fix this problem on the management side and not on the, the, the talent side. But this week, uh, Vince says, sit your Titans, and I have to agree with him. Uh, Jason, Start your Rams. Do you agree with that too? I concur. All right, let's run down the waiver wire. So uh, thank you very much to uh, Jim Hutchins, who has been on the broadcast a couple times. He was here just uh, several weeks ago, and he does our uh, Drink 5, Pick 5, which is five pickups for week 16 and every week. Uh, we're going to, to go ahead and go over these picks that he has provided. Nick Foles, 26% owned right now. Uh, and this is a 237-yard, four-touchdown back or quarterback against the Giants last week. So obviously against the Oakland passing defense, which has been terrible, Nick Foles is a good a good choice to pick up. Eric Ebron, forty three percent owned. Uh, Ebron was uh, he was poor to Midland uh, for the first half of the of the year. Then he stopped being used entirely, 
and then suddenly Stafford has picked up and used him more towards the end. Now I like Stafford. <laughs> he he's one of the the hardest working quarterbacks in football, which is why he gets paid the big bucks. Uh, it's obvious now he's been injury after injury, comes back and throws uh, solid games. So uh, as a Detroit fan, Vince, you must be at least proud of of how weathered your quarterback is and how well he's been playing. He earns tell, every dollar. Tell me about Ebron and whether or not this is a, a good opportunity for him this week. So as a Detroit fan, we all we all turn our back on Ebron week after week. We. <laughs> we <laughs> I, yeah, I, he still gets like uh, touchdowns he and targets. Get, he gets the looks. They give it to him. He doesn't do it. And then all of a sudden, everybody on everybody in the league almost has him on fantasy. They're like, well, we're not going to guard him. So he's, once he's dropped, he's not going to catch it. Once anyway. he's dropped, he scores two touchdowns. He, I, I got to tell you. <laughs> so will they carry? As a person do also we have that one more him, week of this. As a person that also owned him forever, um, <laughs> I don't. There's it's it's an anomaly. I I don't know what to say. He's going to score. He's going to score two touchdowns because nobody should own him right now. Good because he's my replacement for Jason. There you Whitten. go. He's gonna get you two touchdowns, and they're gonna. He's on a trend right now, so I say play Ebron. I agree with Jim. I think it's a great. Yeah, one. it's a great. Uh, Washington Redskins defense uh, playing the Broncos. Broncos uh, again. You said might have Osweiler start, and there's gonna be some turnovers. So the Redskins defense is not a bad spot to be in. The Kerwin Williams. Uh, you got to look at the uh, injury reports on Wednesday. If Kerwin Williams is gonna play. He may be able to uh, to soak up uh, the majority of those targets and those short yardage runs. If he doesn't play, then you don't play anybody on Arizona because beyond that, there is there's no. Larry, I think you got to start Larry. No, no, I mean uh, and the running backs. Oh, sure. There's no real talent to speak of. They're going to divide it up among a bunch of people. Uh, Mike Wallace, Baltimore, forty percent owned. Wallace has been doing well, and Macklin looks like he's going to be out for this particular week. So Wallace is a good start, I think. Um, Jim says here he has 27 catches on 45 targets for 400 yards and two touchdowns over his last six games. So not a lot of touchdowns, but a lot of targets. And that's what you want to see, especially for a PPR league. Good start in a PPR league. Upside start for a uh, for a uh, conventional league. They play Indy. They're at home. Um, you know, I think it could be good. Uh, I'm going to just mention a couple other guys that you should pick up. Uh, one of those guys is Keelan Cole from Jacksonville. If he is available, Definitely. because Marquise Lee is gone, Keelan Cole is becoming that number one guy on that team. Now, Didi Westbrook is a guy who they drafted to take over the spot, but it doesn't always work that way. It looks like Cole is the guy that Bortles likes more, and so that's the guy that you should be targeting. And really, any pickups this week are kind of like either blocks for someone else or someone who you probably are going to start, right? There's yeah. no need to pick up, like... Someone to wait and see. Yeah, if you're not if you're not playing uh, a week 16, 17, most of us are, are finishing up this week. If that's the case, you don't need to pick up anybody if you're good, except like Jason said, to block or to start. Um, and I would consider uh, picking up people to block just because, unless your league has uh, transaction fees. Yeah. Because there's no reason not to pick up those guys and dump some people from your bench that you're not going to play. That's a good strategy that everyone should always use. My winning move this week. Antonio Gates. <laughs> They've put Hunter Henry on the IR. It's going to be Antonio oh, yeah. Gates. He's going to get another touchdown this week. Uh, Robbie Gold is a great pickup as a kicker. Jason mentioned him earlier. There's a lot of good kickers to play, but he has been killing it. So that is that is a quality move, I think. And they're playing Jacksonville, who's probably not going to let him score. Yeah, but but they will score let him. Touchdowns. They will. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo will get uh, to a certain point. Right. Again, just like uh, the previous weeks, he's going to get to that 40-yard line where Robbie Gold could 
you know, kick 55-yard he's field dangerous. goals. Yeah. He's kind of dangerous, he is. Um, and then in Detroit, uh, there's a guy named Tion Lewis. Tion oh, Green. Green. I'm sorry, Tion Green, yes. No, Tion Green. Tion Lewis. Tion Green. I, I don't know why I said that, but Tion Green. <laughs> so, so Tion Green, uh, Theo Riddick is the leader there. But uh, because Theo Riddick had a, a, a late wrist injury in the game, it's possible that he doesn't play. Amir Abdullah is frowned upon as the starter there. So this guy, Tion, could be the new guy in Detroit. And it doesn't mean he's going to be, you know, uh, lights and whistles and stars and bells. But it does mean every time there's a new guy in the NFL that nobody has tape on, they generally do well for a week or two. He's going to get a touchdown. He's I, not going to get 100 yards. That's so. exactly what I think. <laughs> no 100 because yards. Because nobody ever gets 100 yards on the Lions. Reg, Look, Reggie Bush, I miss Reggie you. Reggie Bush will be the last player this, to ever get it. This is one of those things where you, you don't know, right, if, if yeah. a player is going to actually do well or not. But you do know that this guy will probably come in as the starter this week. And if he does on a team like Detroit that has a chance to win that game and score a lot of points, and in, in an offense where you have to, you have to, like you have to back up, you know, you can't stack the box. You got Stafford and Marvin Jones and Golden Tate and Kenny Galladay. They've got a lot of threats out there. So you you gotta uh, make room. And who knows if this Tion guy is going to do well or not? I think in these kind of situations, it's like a toss up. This guy's going to either have 80 yards and a touchdown, or they're going to have one, you know, one carry and he fumbles it and he's gone for the game. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a tough one for you, fantasy championships, folks. Yeah. Good luck. But it's time to make some bets. So let's move forward with that. Thank you guys for listening to the whole broadcast here. Again, it's uh, it's myself, David, and Jason across from me as always. And Vince sitting here next to us. Joined by Vince. So we're gonna do well, a, hello. We're gonna do a shot here to you guys out there for listening to us all season. Thank you very much. Cheers, folks. Mm. But we're not done yet. Uh, so here's the deal, Vince. Um, uh, you think about if you have any great ideas for uh, a bet for this particular week. Jason, can you tell us what happened last week and our over-under bets that we do every week? Last week, our good buddy Mike was here, uh, and we decided to bet on a bomber and a pint at Unani, which is a brewery in Niles, Illinois. It specializes in sour beers, which Mike introduced us to, kind of. Got us hooked on them, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, so last week, we had Tom Brady at 18 points. Dave went over, but he only had 16.72. So close. You may see a common theme here. Brandon Cooks. <laughs> who Dave went over on as well, had 12 points. So good job there, Dave. Well, he did get that long pass that I said he was going to get. But. He did. He did get that. Uh, and that seems to happen every week against the uh, Steelers. Unfortunately. So the Steelers are playing the Titans this Houston, week. Houston Texans. The Texans. I, I keep saying Titans. You keep saying Tennessee Texans. when you mean Texans. Hey, I'm, I'm just lucky that I haven't had to talk about Alvin Kamara all night. <laughs> You said it right, though. That means that Will Fuller will have a big touchdown against Well, I'm, I am assuming that DeAndre Hopkins will be doing well. 
Uh, so anyways, back to the over-unders. We had Jordan <laughs> Howard at 14 points. He came in under 6.3. Dave went over on that one. Uh, he took the over for Jesse James, 7.5.5. Can we all pretend like it, it like it's just over? Because it should have been, right? Uh, and it was under, as we all know. <sighs> and the Saints' defense was at 12 points. Dave went over again. You went over on all five of them. Only one of them came in over, unfortunately. Sure, sure. Uh, Mike will be the winner, though, because he took the tiebreaker from me. Uh, with a Jimmy Garoppolo passing yards, Mike had 285. He had 381. Mike had the over, so he took it. Excellent work. Plus, like you said, he introduced us to those sour beers, so it's only fitting that we buy him a couple. Right, so it's the bomber and the pint. I think I'll buy him a pint and you buy him a bomber. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, so that'll work. And now we've got week 16. And I, I spoiler alert, I peeked at this list. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> so usually I try to pick players that are uh, that are on the, the low end to middle end. Like, like, like maybe guys who you really have a question about. This week we have five running backs who are all excellent <laughs> running backs. The top five running backs. <laughs> So let's Usually let, we pick, you know, multiple positions. No, fuck it. Let's see how many points we can generate. You know, last week I was going to pick all players from the Steelers-Patriots game. That I, sounds amazing. Uh, that would have been good. Well, uh, Vince, do you, any ideas about the bet we can do here? I think no, Vince has no, an idea. No, I don't. I've, I've made a couple bets with us here. We already have a bet we have to make up on right Oh, now. of course we do. So Jason and I always have a spreadsheet here with active bets. We're trying to clean I've them up it, constantly. Yeah. Like, like in week 11, uh, there was a board game that we bet on and we redeemed that last week and i'm just clicking on random weeks here but week nine we renamed each other's teams so vince gong <laughs> have you any ideas for us in week 16 the the ultimate week not the penultimate well we should mention week. that that you and i are going with vince to small cheval which is a restaurant in chicago where vince and i will buy you uh, dinner and drinks. So oh, congratulations, congratulations to that. And and Vince because may, of our bet after a podcast bet that followed up. Another Vince bet. may buy us some cocktails during that particular. I think meal I might. Well. I think what if we made a he's bet? Required to. What if the newest bet was the? What if we make that night just more more? We all three. We all three pick a team that's a heavy underdog. I already chose the Cleveland Browns, <laughs> and whoever wins, if one of those teams wins. And only one of those teams wins. That person wins the bet. But if I don't think we need another bet at this moment. Fine. Let's focus on this one. But my idea for this bet is going stack to be it up. a takeoff of the last one. Yeah, stack it up. The loser of this bet will need to buy a gift for the winners of this bet. Oh, that's perfect. That's great. All right, fair. So a small gift for the second place finisher and a slightly larger gift for the first place finisher. We're, so we're talking to be presented wrapped at the dinner. Only the loser has to buy it. The loser, the loser is responsible for both things. I'm not setting a money limit. What I am saying is small and large. Small and slightly larger. Okay. Are you okay with that? So the loser yeah. buys the winner a small gift and a medium gift to be presented and wrapped. Uh, well, wrapped and then presented uh, at our dinner at Small Cheval. <laughs> this is a great time we're going to experience here. I mean, I mean, it's likely going to be me because I'm just going to go over on all of them. Because apparently, according to tradition, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, so this is this is the plan. Now, Vince, um, you're going to be starting here. We have five running backs that are good running backs, and what we're going to do that I wish we're all on my team is is we're going to go ahead and and set we're going to set a fantasy uh, point limit. Point limit and over underline. Um, 
Yes, exactly. So you know how this game is played. Le'Veon Bell has been ridiculous lately. His past three games were over 20 fantasy points going up against the Texans in Week 16 with no Antonio Brown. Can he continue that trend? Can he put up 20 or more fantasy points? So 20 is the line we're putting Bell at. Vince, does Bell go over or under 20? Under. Um... Are we doing standard scoring here still, Dave? This is all standard scoring. Okay, I'm going to go under 20 as well. I think that the Steelers may have a chance to get up early and use some uh, Fitzgerald Toussaint. I'll go over 20 and say Bell. Over, under, under. Bell okay. against Houston with no Antonio Brown? Yeah. I'll all right, so Jason, you get Devonta Freeman. He has trended up over the past three weeks from eight... Uh, to 15 to 25 fantasy points. He plays against the Saints defense in Week 16. Can he still put up a respectable 15 fantasy points to make a difference in the championship? So that's 15 points, Devonta Freeman against the Saints. You know, Devonta Freeman is possibly not going to have Tevin Coleman there again. Uh, I'm going to go over with Devonta Freeman. He had 190 yards from scrimmage this past game. This one's going to be a big shootout. I really hope that he goes over, but I'm not. I'm going to go under on him. And Vince is. I go under as well, going especially under. if if Freeman's not there. I mean, if uh, Coleman Coleman's not especially there. if Coleman's not there. Yeah, I feel like they're going to there's going to be extra effort on it. No, no, no. He's going under. Freeman played really well last week. I must say, I just don't think that Freeman's going to have that uh, hundred and a touch. That's all. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Back to me, Kareem Hunt, which is, I didn't really expect this to go back to me. I guess I should have. Um, Kareem Hunt, the Chiefs finally decided they had a good running back. They gave him carries over the past two weeks, 25 and 24 respectively, for good fantasy production. That's 19 points in week 14, 32 points in week 15. Can he put up 20-plus points in week 16 against the Dolphins? I don't believe in Kareem Hunt. I think it's a fairy tale. I don't understand why I why I think that because it's happened all year except for the middle. But I still don't believe in it. So I say no. He cannot put up twenty points. I go under. Interesting. I'm only going over because ever since I lost him in fantasy, he's only exceeded all of expectations. <laughs> he's going over. <laughs> I would like to go under as well on Kareem Hunt. Uh, I think I was right originally. Not that he's going to be terrible, but 20 is a lot. Okay, Todd Gurley, an amazing 42 points against the Seahawks in a blowout win Over. this past week. Oh, sorry. Uh, so <laughs> I'm with you. He scored 15 points. <laughs> 43. He's, he scored 15 points or more in the last two games as well. Going up against the Titans, can he put up 20 points or more? Jason says over. Well, my joke was over 42 points, but I'll still stay fine over 20. Even though he's only going to play in three quarters. It's so crazy. These guys are guys that are going to make and break championship games. He scores 20 points a game. I know. It's, it's insane. Uh, I think that against the Titans, Gurley's not going to do it. I, I'm going to say uh, under. I'll stay over with you. Jason. All right, Vince. That's my guy. All right, Mark Ingram, going back to me, with Kamara and Ingram constantly putting up really great fantasy performances. We all like watching the Saints games. Uh, will that production go forward into Week 16? Obviously, these guys are still going to have a great game. Matched up against the Falcons, does Ingram put up 15 points? Uh, it's my turn to say Ingram, yes or no. I'm going to say yes. Ingram does put up 15 points. I'm going to say over. I'm going to say under. I think he can go over. I think that Ingram really wants that uh, first-team All-Pro out from his contract. <laughs> 
And that's why he's like running for fifty yards when there's less than two minutes left. No, he's been great forever. Like so, just, Dave, Dave's over. Yeah, Jason's over, and I'm under. So the last two guys, we had two overs. No, on, no, surprisingly, Vince is under. Yeah, Vince is I'm under. under. Right, I, I have it written down correctly, uh, but the words don't work when they come out of my mouth. <laughs> okay, and the last thing is a tiebreaker. So, so Vince, just so you know, so we're gonna do this thing where we all say it at the exact same time. This is Alex Smith passing yards, and who does uh, who do the Chiefs play against this this week? Uh, the Chiefs are going to be playing uh, the Dolphins. They'll be playing in Kansas City. So, on the count of three. Passing yards for Alex Smith versus the Dolphins in Kansas What's City. What's the number? What's the number? On the count of three. You no, have to determine You it. have to think. You That's have to the come up with the number. It's the tiebreaker. We'll count down from three. You, what, what do you think the passing yards for Alex Smith are? I'm ready. No, hold on. Okay. Now, when he says one, two, three, and then we then we do it. Yes. Right, one, two, three, three. Go. Two, one. Two, twenty. Of course, I say one, two, three. He says three, two, one. Of course, why not? What, they can't what? throw you off by that much. Come on. Well, I was gonna go two fifty. So is that? Is that's that fine. Two twenty for me. And I said two eighty five, because that's what Mike won with last week. <laughs> 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 All right, so thank you guys, and and this is such going to be such a great bet. It's going to be a, a wonderful time to uh, to reflect on the whole fantasy season and and uh, all of our interaction. Oh, with the each bet other. should have been. Like anyone who wins a trophy has to bring it with them to the to Small Cheval. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Well, regardless, I, I want to thank Vince for coming on the show. So let's uh, give him a cheers, and uh, and we will see you guys uh, next year, and maybe some special shows in the meantime. So we'll we'll get back to you on that. But drinkfive.com, check out all of our social channels, and we will see you next time. Thanks for having me.